There are a thousand ways to kneel and kiss the ground. This might sound unconventional, but my prayer practice these days leans heavily on praying while I run. I start by repeating a word or a mantra with each step, and recently my mantra has been that I am the person that I am today because someone chose to be generous to me. As I repeat this phrase over and over, I breathe out my stress and my busyness and any hard feelings I have while breathing in gratitude and generosity. A flood of familiar faces fills my mind and I thank God for each one of them. There's my mother and my grandmother. They sacrificed so much for me while my father battled his drug addiction. There's people from St. James Episcopal Church who would hang out after church and throw horseshoes with me just so that they could check in on me, make sure I was doing okay. There's a soccer coach who taught me that you can never lose with clear eyes and a full heart. A professor who saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself and who happened to introduce me to my future spouse. There was a cowboy boot wearing chain smoking priest who told me to stop ignoring the fact that I was also called to be a priest. She was a pistol, if you can't tell. <laughs> and then the Bishop of Louisiana who hired a 28 year old with a whopping two years of experience and not only let me sit next to him for the next six years, but treated me as an equal and as if I were a member of his family. These people and so many others offered me their time and support, their mentorship and love. They did not have to do any of it. They did not owe me anything. It was all a gift. There's no way I can repay any of these people other than to pass it on. Learning how to give without any expectation of receiving something in return is one of the ways that we see God. Of course, many of us, myself included, default to a different type of thinking. I gave this much, so I should receive this much in return. I deserve this, I'm entitled to this. Jesus did not understand life in terms of what we deserve or what we're entitled to. And this morning's gospel makes that abundantly clear. Throughout Luke's gospel, Jesus utilizes meals as teaching moments. This morning's story, which is found only in Luke, focuses upon who should sit in the place of honor at the table, as well as who should receive an invitation in the first place. As a member of a small religious group amidst the colossal Roman Empire, Jesus understood what it felt like to be on the outside. But even among his own Jewish community, there was a complex system for identifying who was holy versus who was unholy, and consequently, who deserved what. All of this is to say that while I am sure that Jesus understood the manners and rituals of his culture, 
I don't think he actually cared about who sat where at a party. Our gospels are full of stories about Jesus flaunting the social etiquette of his time by playing with children, talking to women, touching those who were sick or dying. I do think, however, that Jesus recognized the power of everyday moments, like the common meal, to teach people about God's values in ways that could concretely transform their lives. The critical line in this gospel for me comes towards the end. In case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. Have any of us given of ourselves recently without expecting reciprocity? I don't even mean financial repayment, but social repayment. We spend so much time and energy trying to be noticed by others, to look better in their eyes, to be treated in a certain way, talking about ourselves, sometimes bragging about ourselves, drawing attention to ourselves, as if it's all about our wants, our opinions, our way of doing things. Jesus was not interested in thinking that's based in me first, or I deserve this, or I'm entitled to this. He lived with a largeness of spirit, believing there was always an abundance. For Jesus, all of life is a gift that is meant to be shared generously. He wanted his followers to understand that God's values are not based on quid pro quo, but rather learning how to give to others in ways that can never be repaid other than the recipient passing it forward. At the Sea of Galilee, Jesus not only fed the multitudes, but he left 12 baskets worth of leftovers. When the disciples were frustrated because they believed a woman had wasted expensive perfume by anointing Jesus with it, Jesus lifted up the woman's generosity and told his friends that her gesture would be remembered throughout the whole world. Jesus even believed that we should be generous in deciding who we should be generous with. Don't invite your friends or brothers or relatives or rich neighbors to your party, he says in this morning's gospel, but be inclusive of the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. I'm not sure how focus on the family would feel about this, but Jesus was not concerned with the nuclear family. He put forth a much more generous definition of family, the human family, and he called it the kingdom of God. In the book of Joy, Archbishop Tutu says that when we are generous, we practice all the other pillars of joy, perspective, humility, humor, acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion. Learning how to give generously without any expectation of receiving something in return is one of the keys to knowing God. Each of us in this room are the people that we are because someone chose to be generous to us. It's all a gift. We might not ever be able to repay it but we can always pass it forward.
the name of God. Amen.